I don't know. I spent the whole day watching football yesterday. Uh, you know, the, the, the matchup for Super Bowl 57 is set. The Philadelphia Eagles will play the Kansas City Chiefs in Phoenix, Arizona. The Eagles dominated the uh, shorthanded San Francisco 49ers yesterday. Niners, I don't know if you watched it, they started the game with this rookie sensation, this kid Brock Purdy. He started the season a third stringer, so... Then he got hurt in the game. They brought in a fourth-string quarterback, Josh Johnson, and then he got hurt. They were this close to bringing in whichever cheerleader had the strongest arm, but (laughs) they lost. After the game, fans in Philadelphia took to the streets to celebrate the way Philly fans celebrate, loudly and drunkenly. They um, climbed on street signs. They were up on the street lights. They climbed onto, um, I'm not sure what that is, but they were on it. And on a bus stop, they went right through the, yeah. (laughs) The Eagles were led by Jalen Hurts, their quarterback, who may well win a Super Bowl, but will not. I think it's safe to say he will not be winning American Idol anytime soon. Yeah, not uh, great, but have you ever seen Adele try to throw a spiral? Terrible. (laughs) Over on the AFC side, Kansas City had the Mahomes field advantage. They beat the Bengals in the last second field goal after a very dumb penalty. But the big loser of the day was the mayor of Cincinnati, who before the game issued some ill-advised trash talk from City Hall. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium for their second consecutive AFC championship game. Joseph Lee Burrow who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test to confirming whether or not he's his father. I don't even know what that joke means, to be honest, but it may have been the most embarrassing moment ever for a mayor of Cincinnati. And keep in mind, Jerry Springer was mayor of Cincinnati. But as a result of that, the mayor found himself on the receiving end of a message from Chiefs All-Pro Travis Kelsey. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight for your right to party! (laughs) First time I ever heard anyone quote the Beastie Boys and the Iron Sheik in one sentence. (laughs) This is interesting. Travis Kelsey is going to be playing against his brother in the Super Bowl. His older brother, Jason, plays center for the Eagles. It's the first time two brothers have ever competed in the Super Bowl against each other, which that has got to be tough for their parents. I mean, no matter who wins, they got to take them both to Disneyland, right? It's, <laughs> I just sit, I tell them, I'd sit them down, I'd say, listen, boys, whoever wins uh, is the son we love more. And that's that. <laughs> that's how Trump does it, you know. <laughs> Donald Trump was back on the campaign trail this weekend. Yelvis was in New Hampshire and South Carolina, you know. We make a lot of fun of Donald Trump because he's a fool. Uh, but, <laughs> but one thing you can say about him, he really has his finger on the pulse of this country. He knows what your average Joe cares about. What Americans want most from our leaders right now is for somebody to do something about these accursed windmills. We demand windmills be built on our oceans. We demand they go in our prairies, our mountains, and our plains. We're going wind to kill all the birds. They're killing all our eagles and our birds. You know, if you go out hunting and you happen to shoot a bald eagle, they put you in jail like for five years, right? But the windmills knock out thousands of them. Nothing happens. 
They kill thousands of them with these windmills. Nothing happens. And the wind turbines are all made in China. Bing, bing, boom. He's literally Don Quixote. He is not, it's not even a metaphor anymore. He's battling windmills. Well, I mean, I guess if I had a comb over like that, I wouldn't like windmills either, but <laughs> too much. Trump also warned that if Ron DeSantis runs for president, he would consider it to be a great act of disloyalty. And you know, loyalty means everything to the guy who cheated on his third wife with a porn star and thought it might be cool to hang his vice president. But he, uh, he was on a roll. He called the National Archives a radical left organization with their extremist left-wing Antifa agenda of collecting and preserving government documents as required by law. Think about this. If your grandfather wandered around shouting about killer windmills and Marxist librarians, you'd send him to a place, right? You'd take away his car keys. And Trump also bragged about his dealings with the Taliban, with whom he's apparently on a first-name basis. Abdul, Abdul, the head of the Taliban. I called him. And he said, Abdul, you're killing a lot of our people. Don't do it, Abdul. I said, Abdul. Don't, don't do it, Abdul. But I said, Abdul, don't do it. 50% chance he called Paula Abdul accidentally, right? <laughs> I have to say, watching him out there campaigning again, is, it's kind of sad. It's the political equivalent of when Michael Jordan went to play for the Wizards. But Trump's out there making speeches and now even running ads. The FBI guy after me for the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax long before my election as president, was just arrested for taking money from Russia, Russia, Russia. May he rot in hell. I, you know, sometimes I can't get over how much he reminds me of Abraham Lincoln. He's so... <laughs> In Congress right now, the case of Curious George Santos gets curiouser every day. We learned over the weekend, uh, we learned that more than a dozen of the top donors to his campaign don't exist. And even more shocking, uh, some of the donors do exist. But how this guy's still walking around the house, I don't know. This is like the movie Catch Me If You Can, if in the first five minutes Tom Hanks caught him. But there are so many questions, and George Santos is doing his very best not to answer any of them. Mr. Santos, you listed the wrong name of a treasurer. Why did you list the wrong name of your treasurer on your campaign finance forms? I'll have a conversation with you when you become a better honest reporter. I'm asking you directly. You're honest it? reporter, and you know that. I have to say, strong move hiring Bobby Bigface to block the cameras. <laughs> the guy's good. He's one of the best. But George Santos is literally running. He's got more yards than Walter Payton right now. I mean, he's also trying to ingratiate himself to the reporters who are waiting in the hall all day by almost every day bringing them some kind of baked good. Guys, how are you? Good. Just wanted to put some cupcakes out for you guys. I just bought these in for you guys. I just put them in the containers because they were neither. But they're for you guys. All right? Thank you. Yeah, don't, don't, that, that's how the witch got Hansel and Gretel. Do not eat, <laughs> eat those cupcakes. And here's the best moment. The one question, the one question George Santos decided to stop and answer was this. Congressman Santos, who do you think is going to win Drag Race this season? I have not watched a season of Drag Race. We had a great reply to... Uh, I said this season. This season. I have not watched it. You, you gotta read up. 
Well, at least now we know how to get his attention. Maybe RuPaul can get some answers out of this. The only way any of this makes sense is if George Santos turns out to be Sasha Baron Cohen. Our other nutty buddy, Mr. My Pillow, Mike Lindell, had a uh, disappointing weekend. Mike, this weekend, he threw his name in the ring to be named chair of the Republican National Committee. I nominate the one individual in America, besides President Trump, of course, who has stood against the corrupt Democrat apparatus that demands fealty to the machines. I proudly nominate Mike Lindell for RNC chair. Sadly, she was almost alone. Mike lost his bid to become chair of the 167 votes cast. Mike got four, which is five more than I expected he would get. He was defeated bigly by the incumbent, Ronna McDaniel, even though, according to a Rasmussen poll, 30 percent of Republican voters wanted him to run the Republican fundraising effort. And 100 uh, percent of Democrats wanted him to run the Republican fundraising effort. <laughs> This is tough news for Mike, but things are about to get better. You know, Mike has repeatedly asked to come on this show, and I've repeatedly invited him to appear on the show under one condition, and the condition is that he lets me interview him from inside a claw machine. You know the claw machines they have? <laughs> At the arcade, the claw comes down. Well, I said, if you get in one of those, I'll do the interview, and good news, looks like it's happening tomorrow night. Uh, the claw game, and this is the one stipulation I said, I don't mind getting inside of a claw game, okay? In fact, you know, back in the day of creating the claw thing, you know, everybody probably thought, hey, this would be cool to be inside of a claw game, right? You know, it's a, it probably, who has probably done that? This will be kind of interesting for me. It's something I haven't done. All right, yeah, so it'll be a new experience. You know, that's what we do here at Jimmy Kimmel Live. We make dreams come true, although there is, according to Mike, there is one condition. You better tell me if you're going to put stuff in there, what's going to be in that claw game. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I don't want anything that, uh, um, I don't know what would the word be, be, evil, you know, whatever. The claw game doesn't need to be branding some kind of, uh, Some you know. kind of evil things. That's right. exactly right. Right. I promise, Mike, I promise we won't put evil things in the claw machine. <laughs> no pentagrams, no talismans, no... There will be, there's going to be one satanic Rottweiler in there. But otherwise, it'll just be you and a colorful assortment of plush animals and plastic eggs. So tomorrow night, the My Pillow Man will be squeezed inside an arcade claw machine. Uh, for an, and there it is. That's the one. He's going in. This is how we begin our 21st year of... <laughs> I finally found my purpose, you know. Last week, we celebrated our 20th anniversary, which is, a, thank you, a long time. And I do want to say we couldn't have done any of it without you. You are the butane that keeps this Zippo lighter going. And so tonight, as a token of our appreciation, we wanted to give something back to our audience to thank you for 20 incredible years. Johnny Carson, David Letterman, Magic Johnson, the most beloved talk show host of all time. But none have had the distinction of being minted in precious metal. Until now, American Trinket Manufacturers presents the Jimmy Kimmel Live 20th Anniversary Commemorative Coin. This one-of-a-kind coin is forged from 23% sterling silver, 46% melted carpet nails, and 31% aluminum foil. On the front, a stunning portrait of Jimmy Kimmel as drawn by free AI software. 
On the flip side, a Chuck E. Cheese token logo we were unable to remove. As network television disappears into a hellscape of streaming services and foreign pornography, the value of your Kimmel coin will only increase, or maybe even decrease. And it can be yours for a one-time payment of $799 or four monthly payments of $399. Order your Jimmy Kimmel Live 20th Anniversary coin today at www.givejimmykimmelyourmoney.com or call now to speak to one of our sexy representatives. Yeah, what, are you wearing? what are you asking me that for? What are you asking me what I'm wearing? For a limited time, use promo code TEQUILA and receive a Guillermo money mustache absolutely free the jimmy kimmel live 20th anniversary commemorative coin it's not technically worthless available at walgreens nobody tell walgreens i want it to be a surprise